What's up, Viva fam? It's your girl, Ash Tone, and you are listening to the Viva La Life podcast. As you already know, I'm the host with the most commentary. And uh, happy Sunday. Happy Spooktober. Happy end of the year. There's only two more months left of this year, guys. And then we're into 2023. I feel like 2023 is going to be a bottle popping moment. Not just for me, but for a lot of us. So happy end of the month. Happy, I mean, end of the year. Uh, I'm in the works for a new project. I, Ash Donate, outside of Viva Life Podcast. And this episode is going to be beta testing for that new show. We're going to see it, try it out, see the results, and that will determine what happens going forward. So that's what this show is going to be about today. But don't worry, don't worry. I got you. We're going to kiki. We're going to talk about trending topics and a little bit of stuff before we get into that part. But for now, let's go on a commercial break. Welcome back, Viva fam. Thank you so much for staying tuned. If you are just now joining, I'm your girl, Ash Tone, the host with the most, and you're listening to the Viva La Life podcast. So today, Sunday, I said that already, but Sunday, today is pumpkin patch day. I'm going to go on a pumpkin patch tour. First time going with my son and daughter. Second time going with my oldest kid. So it's going to be exciting to like, as a family, see their reaction, see how much they like it. But also, I love the pumpkin patches. I actually really like the harvest season. So excited to see or do all that later. Um, On another note, have you guys been keeping up with what Mulatto... I know her name is Lotto now, but I'm going to call her Mulatto anyway. But did you guys keep up with the whole back and forth between her and Nicki Minaj? I I told you, guilty, guilty, guilty. I was on the shade room for a little bit just to see if I missed out on anything. And that was like really trendy. Actually, I was a day late for the tea, so it's probably like a lot older. Um, but still it's uh it was tea and it actually brought up a good point in regards to the grammys so basically Nicki minaj went live and they wanted to take her song super freaky girl out of the rap category and put it in pop they said it's more pop so Nicki minaj goes on her what live on instagram and she's basically talking about a lot of stuff but i guess the big trigger thing was that if that has to go then um big energy should be put into a pop category as well so then lotto chimes enters the chat and she has a lot of back and forth about it and then it starts to be a name calling thing lotto calls Nicki minaj a rapist or a rapist marrier and then old she used the word old pushing 40 old a whole lot which 40 isn't old and honestly to mulatto like bitch look like she could be like 35 that's what nikki even said and that's not shade it's just kind of like i would rather look my age and be my age than look way older than what i actually am 
so that was that um but then yeah they go back and forth back and forth about it and then i guess it just kind of ended because shade room didn't report anymore and uh lotto also took the time to like mention that she or nikki skipped out on features and that's kind of like what nikki was started bringing up like look when i start skipping out on features then artists get mad which i can definitely agree and my opinion about the overall thing is that nikki i get what nikki is talking about in regards to the grammys imagine putting your hard work and energy into a song it does really well for eight weeks straight it's getting good reception and then the grammys decide to move you into a category where it won't perform as well i would be pressed i would be annoyed i would be all of the stuff that she was and i like the song big energy there's no shade to big energy at all but i guess it would fit along the same category as super freaky girl like they're both the same so lotto got nominated for big energy in the rap category and i guess they decided to take super freaky girl nikki's song into a a pop one or whatever they decided to do so yeah i get that you know i get when you feel some type of shade and some type of energy and uh you just gotta go talk about it because it's not fair i also feel like whoever lotto's label is i think they signed her to be a nikki um a lot of labels have seen how well nikki has done for herself and for young money so now they're in a rush to like sign that nikki girl um i feel like atlantic did it with cardi b and then you have all the other girls like all these labels are now at a rush to sign these women because they think they're going to get the next nikki but what i don't think these labels realize is that nikki is nikki and nikki is music nikki knows music apologize for that nikki knows music nikki has an ear for music and that's just what she does you know she wouldn't i don't think i mean she could probably be good at anything else but i think music is her thing she knows it if she wasn't making it she could produce it if she wasn't producing it she could write it like i think nikki is music and that's a great example of what it means to follow what you're good at and follow your passion and everything will always work out for you you'll always catch w's in my opinion i'm sure someone would disagree but in my opinion i could put on a nikki playlist or nikki on pandora and all of her songs are bangers there's not one nikki minaj song that i'm like turn this shit off <clears throat> for mulatto there are i actually don't really listen to mulatto's music i liked some songs i probably like three songs and big energy is one of them but i don't really listen to her music and all these other girls i really don't listen to their catalog of music either uh, i like a couple of cardi b songs but a lot of cardi b songs are just catchy and trendy in my opinion and i don't bother with the other girls (laughs) really i can't even say i'm a hardcore glorilla fan because the only song i know is tomorrow too like i don't even know the original tomorrow i just know tomorrow too with cardi b on it um and that other song she's famous for i didn't even really hear it i i didn't listen to it i probably watched the video once but that was about it so i can't really claim that i am a fan like that i just like tomorrow too um and i like glorilla's personality as well um so yeah i feel like in regards to nikki like good luck with these labels trying to find another woman to be just as good uh, or a competition um and in regards to lotto i feel like she went about it from a way that exposes your character meaning i feel like she's always felt some way towards nikki especially since being signed and also being 
uh, a contender side by side like a possible rival not rival like fighting but rival as a competitor I believe that um Nikki always sorry my um Nikki always um uh, damn I hate when that happens I hate when I mess up on air and my only choice is to either cut it or keep going backstory uh the reason that why my attention was affected was because there's some ranchers that live on not on the uh property but they live like actually quite some miles away and they frequently do their water checks for their herd of cattle that they have roaming around and so they used to go through my property and now they go around but I don't want my dogs harassing them because they no longer go through my property as long as they went through my property I will let my dogs harass them but now they go off our property and so I feel like I should keep my dogs from harassing them. So that's why I was like, oh, should I stop it and yell at them? But it kind of worked itself out. That was a backstory. Anyways, all in, law, all in all with Nikki and Mulatto, I think Mulatto feels some type of way because now that she's signed, she expected to have Nikki level fame and success. Excuse me, I burped. But she's realizing that it actually takes a lot more hard work and effort to have exactly what Nikki has and I think a lot of these female rappers want what Nikki has the status the fan base especially the success and like I said Nikki just breathes music she's been working on this for a long time and I think even if she wasn't getting paid she would still be doing this a lot of these other girls can't say the same thing I think they're in it for the bag whether they know it or not or in it for the fame whether they know it or not Mulatto can say all she wants that we saw her writing her music since she was 16 and this this and that but like really is that your passion and if that's your passion then you don't need a Nikki feature I wouldn't have put myself in a position to be denied three times because it's bigger than Lotto. Uh, if I was Nikki, I wouldn't collab on any Lotto songs because I would know exactly what her record label is doing. So why would I collab with someone that I know a record label is using as a pawn to take me down or to outdo me? So I, I wouldn't, if I was Mulatto, I wouldn't be so heartbroken and so upset that Nikki is passing. I think Nikki is doing the best move be, for her career because at the end of the day, it's no beef with Lotto, it's just her labels. And I think Nikki is old enough in the game to know exactly the, the shady things that they be doing and that's why she declines Lotto, Lotto's music. Maybe if Lotto went independent or did something outside of her label, Nikki would be more than obliged. But also Lotto sound and Nikki sound don't mesh. Like they're two different energies with their music and vibes. So that could also play a part. But for Lotto to just get mad and call her old, bring up her husband, calling him a rapist and all that, it just exposes that she always felt some type of way that she was getting passed up by Nikki. And she might even be jealous of Nikki because Nikki is even in that position where everyone, oops, sorry, where everyone wants to collab with her. So it's like, you know, stay quiet long enough or say something and then you'll see how people's true intentions really are or what they really feel in. And that's interesting that that even happened around this time because like we had the full moon in Aries, which is really charged with a lot of energy and emotions. And like for myself, like I kind of see that for myself, like 
it's not until you say something that people start being upset and then you can tell based on how they respond to the upsetness what was always in their heart like let's say my neighbors I don't like them and I kind of like separated myself from being around them early on because I just don't really like them you know like they were in the beginning you know I was just filling it out but I came to the conclusion that I really don't like them. They kind of live bottom of the barrel. Uh, not really any goals or ambitions. It's just not my type of people. So I separated myself. And they felt some type of way about it. And they took it upon themselves to search on all of my social media. All of, like They kind of stalk me online. And it's like, I don't know why you would do that if you're blocked. Like If you're blocked and you have business of your own, then go mind the business of your own and leave the person that wants something to do with you alone. But for you to find some way, for you to go out of your way to still be intertwined with me, knowing about me and all that stuff, it just really shows your motives that you're obsessed and you're jealous, really. And so it's like the same thing with Lotto. It's like as long as it was quiet, you wasn't saying nothing. But now that there's noise, you're saying everything that was always on your heart. And it always is the root is jealousy. So I found that interesting. Um, then there was some other beef on social media, but that was the only one that really mattered. Um, truthfully, that was the only one that really mattered. Um, I'm scrolling through to see if there was anything else I wanted to talk about. But yeah, that was the only one that really mattered. Um, I see Krishan and Blueface got back together. I mean, I feel like at this point, they're making they're getting what they want out of it (laughs) no they're getting what they want out of it so i guess whatever really whatever what else nothing really else is trending nothing really else is catching my attention so let's go to commercial break and when i get back we will get started with the beta testing for a new different idea Hey there, Viva fam, it's your girl Ashtone, and I just wanted to interrupt this episode to tell you that we are now on a website. The Viva La Life podcast has taken the party to vivalalifepodcast.com. I'll say it again, www.vivalalifepodcast.com. Head over there, talk with the other members, voice your opinions on certain episodes, just go and have fun. We also have merch too. Once again, that's VivaLifePodcast.com. Go check it out. Welcome back, Viva fam, and thank you so much for staying tuned for the commercial break. Now for the second segment. So the original idea is to do something that's peaceful to help people fall asleep. It'll be several different ideas um, if the show goes forward. But for the beta testing that I'm going to do on this episode, we're just going to read a couple of Quora, Quora, Q-U-O-R-A. If you haven't heard of that site, it's hilarious. It's like Reddit. And there's a lot of different threads in there. So we're just going to read a couple of threads. And yeah, it should be fun and it should be hilarious. So this is the first question. What did a celebrity do? when they knew they were about to die. When Jim Carrey was on vacation in Hawaii, he got a FaceTime call from his assistant. 
She told him that there were ballistic missiles heading toward Hawaii and they would be there in the next 10 minutes. Right after that call ended, Jim got an emergency text alert on his phone saying, a ballistic missile was coming and this is not a drill. And then it shows the emergency alert that was Saturday, January 13th. And it says, ballistic missile threat inbound to Hawaii. Seek immediate shelter. This is not a drill. So Jim Carrey then immediately tried to call his daughter and family back home, but unfortunately no one answered. For his last moment, he decided to go to the beach and watch the sunrise while sipping a cold drink. On the beach, he thought to, he thought to himself everything that he was grateful for, and he was surprised about everything that he had accomplished in his life. Moments later, he got another call from his assistant saying that it was a false alarm. He took it like a champ. He sat on the beach and just counted his blessings. What a great guy. So that was like, I guess, the story. And then these are the comments. The first comment, I would reckon there are about three billion humans that would do this in this situation. The guy commented under there. This isn't something you need to reckon. This happened to everyone in Hawaii. And my impression was that half of the people there weren't lounging on the beach after they got the message. The guy responded back to him and said, oh, no, this is another person. He says, all we did was say, well, shit, rouse the kid to come sit in our bed with us and wait to see what was coming. We were either dead or not dead. And there was nothing more to do. And most people I talked to did the same. Literally was nothing to do within 10 minutes, the timeline we were given. The other person says, he was such a great guy that he lounged on the beach. The few others who lounged on the beach after <laughs> hearing the news were also great guys. Now we know how to be a great guy as opposed to being an average Joe. Someone commented that. Lounging on the beach makes him a great guy. What about the guy who prepared and served him the drink, knowing he and his customer would be dead in five minutes, perhaps even before half the drink was sipped upon? Someone commented, a cold drink was most likely a beer grabbed out of the fridge. <laughs> Another person, a whole different comment thread said, I would reckon that your faith in humanity is rather exaggerated. My guess, people would either be hysterical and go apeshit nuts or start, cry or start crying on the spot. Calling loved ones? Sure. But the remaining calm? I seriously doubt it. Some other guy commented under that. I was stationed in Hawaii when this happened. I only saw one other family that was panicking. Afterwards, I think the vast majority of friends and co-workers I spoke with all had a similar reaction to us which was to accept whatever came next. The guy said back to him, so what you are saying is that while on a military base, calm and order was in place, it appears that our taxpayer dollars went far in training military personnel and their families maintained their composure. Meanwhile, everywhere else, a little thing like a pandemic launched hysteria wherein people were a bit more chaotic hoarding everything from toilet paper to rubbing alcohol necessities during this time of woe 
ever been in an earthquake, people do exactly what they shouldn't do. Run like hell outside. A hurricane on the way? No worries. Ignore the warnings, then panic like animals when things go sour. You have an antidotal example of what people did in a controlled environment. It is naive to think many, if not most, will respond with calm and order. It may happen on a military base, taxpayers' dollars at work, but in real life, I'm not so sure. I actually hate this guy. Whoever, what is this guy's name? His name is Ken Smith. I actually hate him because I was a stupid ass comment. Like, what does that have to do with anything? So Ben comments back and says, wow, you leaned hard into some assumptions there, didn't you? And that's why I hate Ken because he leaned so hard into assumptions just now. Like, what the fuck? So Ben goes on and says, I didn't live on a military base. I lived on the southern shore of the island of Oahu. I lived in a townhouse, so my neighbors were very close for observation. Our neighbors were teachers, shipyard workers, contractors, police officers, and other various walks of life. In fact, I had three guys working on my house replacing the flooring so we could sell the house. The four men got the alert before I did. I showed him the alert on my phone since he didn't check his. To my surprise, he says something to the effect of, wow, and went right back to work. I went outside and our neighbors were outside asking other neighbors if they had seen the message if there had been any updates on the news and so on no screaming no rushing to the store to buy up all the bread just people talking not yelling to each other about it have you been in a situation where you thought life was about to end due to something you had no control over if your personal reaction was panic i say that's normal but if it wasn't i say that would be normal too something to consider about this particular situation you can see the active damage of an earthquake you can see a wave from a tsunami missiles from another country you have no idea where and when it will hit or if it will hit so what are you gonna do run in circles and then uh everyone pretty much comments and it's like remaining calm is what they would do in a situation but let's go back to ken like okay you guys heard me read ken's response and how he went about taxpayers dollars and military training training then he went brought up a a pandemic from toilet paper to rubbing like what the fuck did you get all of this information when we're talking about jim carrey's supposed alleged last days in hawaii and that's kind of what a lot of people do these days you will comment something on any type of thread or post and then you'll have that one idiot that one idiot that brings up a whole side point topic to prove a point they didn't even make and i have a great example okay so i follow candace owens on um youtube and she did this whole george floyd thing almost at george mayweather but george floyd thing about how like he didn't deserve to got to die but he's not a good guy i don't know basically keep proving whatever points they're trying to prove so i commented on there that like everybody's so busy trying to prove everything about george and using him for content basically they're using this man for content and no one's thinking about the fact that every time the content pulls up his family has to see that and that's very hurtful and saddening for someone that like you lost your dad you lost your son you lost your brother like for me i lost my dad and i don't have to see that in the news every five months every other day because someone decides to use him for content but these people have to they have to see their loved one brought up shamed dragged through the mud celebrated like everything but like let the people grieve like let it go and that was pretty much the essence of my comment and then someone comment under there that they let september 11th go what 
what does that have to do with anything what do you like what does that have to like i don't even know what you're talking about to even comment did they let september who did well who did who let september 11th go what does september 11th have to do with george floyd like are you in the wrong chat and like people do that all the time even when i go back to like what i was talking about in the beginning with the Nicki minaj and the lotto argument over twitter you have people in the comments like bringing up random things to prove a point that they didn't even establish like how about one establish your point Let, let's go back to writing an essay first you have to make your thesis and the rest following that are three sentences supporting your thesis and then every paragraph after that is an elaboration on those three sentences that support your thesis people would just be like random shit random shit random shit don't even connect everything together and then think they ate it's like bitch you ate nothing you ain't nothing and i don't know what you're talking about it is always like on a negative track too they always it always like prove whatever negativity they had in their mind it's weird but that whole thread when that guy ken because i hate you now ken like brought up pandemic blah 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 and speaking about that whole ballistic missile thing in hawaii like i'm sure you guys remember when that happened i was in california or was i in when did that happen i'm gonna look that up but i think i was in california if not texas and did they ever get to the bottom of it did they ever get to the bottom of like why that happened like what it was a false alarm but like how does a false alarm get sent? okay so it was 2018 so yeah i was in california January 13th, 2018. And, um, like, how does that get that far? Like, who is in charge of alerting? And how does it get that far? And then, too, like, we never heard anything about it. Like, was it a possible ballistic missile and it was just intercepted? Uh, was it just truly a false alarm? Someone's just typing bullshit where they hacked? Like, like, what? happened <laughs> no really what happened like the alert was retracted the tone changed and then people are pissed and they start venting on twitter which they should because what the fuck like how you come from this is not a drill ballistic missile on the way so just kidding it's an accident like how do you accidentally send out a whole emergency alert and then go back and say just kidding what anyways did the government ever elaborate a statement i'll tell you what this says this is like based off of what the cdc confirms it says the fact that there was confusion in response to the missile alert can help emergency management agencies send better alerts in the future that include clearer steps people can take to try to protect themselves um a lieutenant commander with the u.s public health services said we learned we need to make sure that our messages are clear so that people know what to do in an emergency. We want to make sure we get the right message out at the right time. Here's hoping that no one needs to try out the right missile alert anytime soon. 
but no one ever even explained what the fuck like it just kind of and to this day we still don't even know like what prompted it how can you come from being so sure to like it could being completely not sure it's one of it's those things along with like when you look at the whole Malaysian thing like with that whole Malaysian plane that went missing it's the questions like that make like it's the silence after it all that makes you wonder like really wonder I don't know like it's hard to not be a conspiracy theorist about it but it's like a conspiracy because they're never going to tell you the real truth which would probably help you for survival so whatever to that let's go on a quick commercial break and we'll be back hey there just want to quickly interrupt this episode of the viva life podcast hosted by yours truly ashtone to let you know that um well actually just to shout out my good friends at karma collective you can go on the website sharethekarma.com that's www.s-h-a-r-e-t-h-e-k-a-r-m-a.com the store karma collective is awesome it's more than just an apparel company they are about spreading positivity and inspiration through the messages that they incorporate into their designs and they also empower everyone who wears them to be an agent of change super into spiritual concepts they have beautiful rings they also give back and work with other organizations to help benefit our universe Um, just super high vibe and positive so if you're interested in like t-shirts if you're interested in apparel if you're interested in pretty much fashion and you also love to spread uplifting spiritual messages go check out karma collective i'm so happy that we're able to partner together and yeah just go check them out use my code ashtone a-s-h-t-o-n-e-e and save you some money off bye what's up viva fam thank you so much for staying tuned i always say that huh i always say thank you so much for staying tuned from commercial break i'm your girl the host ash tone and you're listening to the viva la live podcast anyways um i was watching this no jumper podcast um it was with no jumper and yasin I think his name is. Yeah, Yasin. Hello, Yasin. And there was an interview, and they talked about NFTs and how that turned out to be a scam. Like, who's cashing, who's eating dinner off of their NFTs? Like, really? Are they holding their weight or are they losing their weight? I don't know. I just thought about it. Like, because for a minute, it was like NFT, NFT, NFT. And now you hear nothing about that or crypto or even Bitcoin for the matter. In fact, let me check something. While I'm checking on something, um, they were talking about music. And uh, one Bitcoin is $19,000. About. I thought at one point it was $50,000 for one Bitcoin. So did it drop? Um, I don't know. I don't know. But anyways, um, yeah, see, I thought so. 
it has dropped yeah bitcoin is like lost more than 50 percent of its value this year that piece of shit coin i told you guys i told you guys if you're gonna make an investment if you're going to make an investment invest in land real estate or gold like something tangible and also if you're gonna invest it's always gonna sound like, oh, you're gonna get rich, you're gonna get rich if you buy like whatever someone's telling you to invest in. But the reason why they're so pushy and so promising about everything that you'll get is because when you buy it off of them or buy it from them, they're making the money off of you. So they're giving you this piece of shit something in exchange for your actual US dollars. They're set, they're set. So if you're ever, I wouldn't even invest in the S&P 500. You know, a lot of influencers talk about that, but I wouldn't invest. If you're going to invest in the business, start your own, start your own, maybe a friend's business if you really believe in them like that. But for the most part, if you really want to see your money grow, buy land, buy land, buy land. That and gold are the best forms of investment that you can possibly have so that's that on that but then the point is of that podcast with no jumper uh the no jumper podcast with adam 22 and he was interviewing hello yasin they were talking about female rap and that's really like on point with what we talked about in the opening in regards to the lotto and Nicki minaj thing and how many men are really listening to female rappers like really like they brought up a lot of good points they didn't want to be shady about it but i don't give a fuck i will be shady so they were saying basically that um they were talking about glorilla and they were talking about ice spice and then they talked about chica (laughs) funny side point funny side point they were talking about them because they were talking about how like do looks affect how well females and rap do and then they were saying that Glorilla isn't ugly and she's not like bodied up, you know, where guys are drooling over her. And that's why with her image, a lot of her image sticks with just her music, her flow and her personality versus they mentioned Ice Spice. It's just a lot of emphasis on her body. And then they said, <laughs> do you think a ugly ass bitch would do well rapping and then hello you see that well i don't want to shit on nobody <laughs> because yeah it's kind of shitting on somebody just be like oh yeah this ugly bitch ain't doing well because she an ugly bitch <clears throat> but like when you look at the rappers that like, people like because whenever you talk about music and lyricism they always want to enter these people in the chat they always want to enter these women in the chat and they may be very well good but are men really listening to them like like no name like are are men really listening to no name are they really meg the stallion meg the stallion are men listening to meg the stallion i don't i think aside from her occasional bops that she may have like her two bops i would say 
I don't think nobody's listening to Meg The Stallion. And truthfully, I feel like Meg The Stallion is so controlled by her label and upper... I was going to say upper Jews, but lately we can't talk about the Jews. No, really, we can't talk about the Jews because Juice owns the media. So we cannot talk about the Juice. Don't talk about the Juice, guys. Don't talk about the Juice. Juice owns the media. Anyways... She's highly controlled by the juice, you know, the juice that owns the labels, the media, everything. And she's at this point a puppet. If you want to say sold your soul and think about it like that, I feel like that girl is the closest example of sold your soul. They invested so much money into her and she will push any narrative. I feel like whatever they want her to do, she's going to do it. And that's really where she lost a lot of her possible fan base in me is because I don't see the authenticity anymore. I don't see any authenticity. She's just literally like a Lil Michaela. Have you guys heard of Lil Michaela? She's like an AI robot that is an influencer, but she's not a her own person she's controlled by a team of people that run the ai engineering stuff so that's kind of like what meg is giving she's giving puppet it's giving controlled it's giving it's giving nothing um city girls what are they doing do we do we know city girls i feel like i kind of know okay when you put when you enter city girls into the rap chat what is the first song that pop like who what men are listening to city girls and the reason why i'm bringing men into this is because honestly men run the world i hate to be that person but men run the world women ain't running shit we ain't running shit we could because we're so much more powerful so much more everything we have a lot of self-doubt and you know what? That's probably a good thing that God gave women self-doubt. <laughs> because if we had the confidence and the strength of a man, this would be bully world. Women would be bullying and punking the shit out of everybody. Out of everybody. I think men is the happy medium because women are the real motherfuckers we got the power we got the brains we got the intuition we got the connection to the spirit realm because we're the bridge between life and death we got everything but the strength and the confidence of a man and that's probably for the better well-being of society because that shit can turn real bully quickly but men control this world so if a man and i feel like that's why they entered ice spice the way they did you know like oh drake's fucking with her her body's good you know like to make her desirable to men because we all know men is what's running this shit and so i think that's really why female rappers don't do very well nikki does very well because she is music i must stand by that statement she is music and although men might not be listening to her catalog like that there's a handful that are and then you have the gays and then you have the women she has stock and the men some of the men most of the women 
and most of the gays. She is like a Lady Gaga, but same. So she's done. And look how hard she had to work to get there. She didn't just walk up and be like, hello, my name is Nicki Minaj and I'm going to be the new hottest female rapper. No, like she started off with her own look. And then what? Was it that that sucker free uh, poster she did with her ass cheeks out? That's what she had to do to capture the men. Like for them to even give her a chance, she had to show cheeks. And she's still, that's still her, her little, her, her little, um, what do you call that? What do you call that? That's still her circus trick. You know, she puts out music, throw some ass cheeks in there. Anything ass cheeks. She is on top of she can rap. She can do very good with music. So it's not like she's throwing ass cheeks out there on some shitty ass rap like no it's it's the the ass cheeks is getting the attention and then the rap is going to keep the attention to be like you know what this is good this is good um but back to the city girls like what are they known for like i had never heard anyone say wow the city girls are just so great and talented rappers they're, they're doing their other things jt i don't even know what jt's known for i know she can spit but am I checking for her? Is she in the last songs that I listened to last week? Nah, she ain't. I don't go seek them. I don't go seek them. If it's on, it's on. But I'm not checking for the City Girls or JT. Young Miami was already garbage with music. I think uh, anything you pursue, you'll be successful at. And that's why she did reach a moderate level of success. Because what, with JT locked up, now the grind is on her shoulders. And she has no choice but to make this music thing pop or go back to the bottom. And I think she she's good at making miracles happen because she's not good at making music. She's not good at music. I've never listened to her show, Carisha, please. She could be good at it. You know, she's an Aquarius. Aquariuses such as myself are very good talkers, speakers, you know. Oprah was an Aquarius. So, you know, she could be very well at that. But right now she's Diddy's toy. You know, she's Diddy's toy right now. What other female rappers are there? Uh, um, um, see, that's the thing. Like, now I gotta scour my mind for some female rappers. There's so many out there. Uh, but, like, I can't even remember them because no one's really making a cultural impact like that. Um, but then also, what would women have to rap about for men to give a damn? Really, like, what would... I know they always talk about their pussy being wet, but like, do men really care about that? Like, do they really care about wet pussies? Like to just have it in every song? I know when men drop music, truthfully, I'm gonna just be honest. When men drop music, actually, no. Like if if it's a really good song, I'll listen to it. Like I listen to, see, oh, now I know why they got Hello Yasin said that like I don't want to shit on nobody because yeah I was gonna say like I know a couple of ugly guy rappers and musicians that are ugly as fuck but I like their music and uh, I just don't think about how ugly they are but I'm not gonna say names because yeah it feels like I don't want to call nobody ugly and shit on anybody but yeah there are a lot of ugly rappers that make really good music and that's just what I listen to them for but then there's a lot of rappers who make shitty music now great I want to say a name but I can't I I don't like any of this guy's music but he is so hot as fuck he is hot as fuck 
and I give him a pass. That's like the greatest musician alive. I think even Kanye called him the greatest musician alive. But when I try to sit back and listen to his catalog, I'm like, this is trash. This is trash. Like, clearly you manifested this career because it's trash. Like, I don't know why people like this. Is it because you're popular? Is it because you're popping? Because if it's just like, if you take the body and the face away from the music, it's trash. It's trash. I don't want to hear that. Like, it's boring. The beat is weak. The lyrics are mediocre. The topic, the flow, the delivery, it's all like boring. It's just boring. Nothing moves me. And then now with the new mainstream of rappers, like, I don't even know how these people, like, you hear, like, like, I don't want to say that wrong, like, Lil Peep, like, is he alive or is he dead? Because I know there's a little somebody that's face tatted up as dead now, but I don't know, but the, you have the Lil Peeps, you have the Lil Zans, you have the Young Gravies, you have the Trippy Reds, you have the, the Cordays, you have the Namirs, you have the choppers you have you have all these like mid to low grade rappers out that's social media popular but their music stinks their music stinks worse than the women's music at least with the women's music you're gonna have to hear pussy seven million times but the beats pretty much okay it's entertaining they're like working for their coins so you know it'll pass it'll slide through it'll pass that's why people like uh erica banks makes it so far because there's really nothing else can't get any worse (laughs) can't get any worse so it's not completely making my ears bleed so might as well push it through speaking of erica banks i don't like her music and i didn't like the busted challenge because it's just kind of ratchet to me not good ratchet bad ratchet there's two ratchets i like good ratchet but bad ratchet is like thirsty for attention and just kind of cringy so but overall i don't think erica banks is a bad person and i want to know why people hate her so much why do people hate her so much like so what she don't like skinny people like so what like are your feelings hurt because she don't like you but you don't like her anyway why do you care so but like lyrically or i don't know I, i've only heard that one song bust it and i don't even listen to the whole thing i just hear the bust it bust it is you fucking and that's the only part i know excuse me i burped but um the whole rap game is kind of like i think we're in the middle of a rap revolution and i say that because it's just so low bottom fruit right now the label's fucked up trying to hurry trying to hurry up and sign the hottest thing on tiktok and on instagram maybe not instagram the hottest things on tiktok and youtube the label's fucked up by rushing to sign these people because a lot of these people buy followers so to a label you looking like okay they got a little buzz they're a little famous and uh you look at the numbers oh okay two million followers and then they sell twenty thousand copies was that koila ray did she do that and it's like yeah because she only probably has really twenty thousand fans 
that's what it brings down to. You only have like 20,000 fans. And I think a lot of these people rush so fast to be famous that they're not even developing their fan base. Like everyone's going to have their five seconds. Everyone. Well, not everyone, because I'm going to have a lifetime of it. So that means that some people can't have any. (laughs) I stole that joke from Tosh.0. But no, really, like I'm going to have a whole career out of my fame. And a lot of these people are going to have zero, zero seconds of fame. But that's okay because it's going to a good cause, which is my career. But uh, back to the point, these people think, oh, I'm popping now. And that that's what it is. It's like, no, you're popping now. But when everybody goes back to their business and they forget about you, you're only going to be left with the people that really fuck with you. So you might want to develop and grow that fan base because it's always going to be a point when it evens back out and you're not as popular anymore. Let's look at Nicki Minaj again as an excellent example. When it was the Nicki wave, everyone loved Nicki. Didn't they even have Nicki perfume, Nicki Barbie dolls? Nicki was everywhere. Now, she's really not everywhere People heavily shit on her every chance they get. So she's not as famous or as pop. Yeah, she's not as popular as she used to be. But she still does great with record sales. And that's because she has a huge fan base. A huge fan base. She doesn't need the popularity card anymore because her fan base is already created and they're big. And you know how you get a huge fan base? Look at Emma Emma Chamberlain. I I hope you guys, a lot of you guys that listen to me are niggas. (laughs) And I say niggas meaning black men. And that's not an insult. This is a good nigga statement. But like, okay, let me not say niggas then. If I got to make a disclaimer, let me just not say niggas. A lot of people that listen to me are African-American. I don't, we're not African, we're black. Are black men. So I don't know if you know Emma Chamberlain like that. But Emma Chamberlain is a YouTube sensation amongst the white girls, the black girls, the Asian girls, the Indian girls. Every girl likes Emma Emma Chamberlain. And she has this strong fan base to where, like, you know how YouTube views are dropping a little bit? Like, people aren't getting the views they used to get in the past. And Emma Chamberlain is strong. She gets her three four five million views every single time she's one of those influencers that has 11 million subscribers on youtube and will still pull in that 10 percent participation rate if not more because what 10 percent of 11 million would be 1 million right am i doing my math right 1 million and she's doing five four five million Still, So that's still way over the 10% threshold that most people do. That's because she has a strong fan base, just like Nikki's strong fan base. So back to the question, how do you build a strong fan base? It's authenticity. It's authenticity. You literally have to be real, 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 real. And the real will recognize the real. And that's going to be your fan base. If you start doing all these tricks, and I'm going to use Coyle Ray because if the shoe fits, wear it. But when you start doing all these tricks 
to pretend you're famous the truth is going to come out in the end you know you can't be like oh i only sold 18,000 record sales or 20,000 record sales like yeah because maybe that's where your fan base is and if you just worked with that and capitalized off of that you wouldn't be wasting these labels time and you wouldn't be pushed in our face so much so so uh another point are people listening to music these days like are you excited for album album releases what was released like I, i i'm so far removed from the music scene like i just listen to the same music that i've always been listening to um Every once in a while, I'll add a new song, but there hasn't been any music worth adding lately. The same artists I've always fucked with, I still like, even though they make music barely. But there's really no new people that I'm really gung-ho about. I was really excited for Cardi B when Cardi B finally entered the chat. I was really excited for her, and I was riding hard for Cardi B for a little bit. And it just fizzled out fast you know it it fizzled out fast i don't know why oh i do know why a lot of these labels have ulterior motives and truthfully if i'm honest what i think she did is i think she played the system i think she used what she used to get the attention of these labels they threw money at her and then she took the money delivered mediocrely but really invested that back into herself because all she really needed was a check had a family and there we go got married had a family there we go because we all know the first the the first way to build wealth is to get married the second way is to have a family like it it's 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 science it it goes back to the stone ages like if you want to be powerful and wealthy you need to get married and have kids society keeps telling you the opposite but that's because they don't want you to be wealthy they don't want generational wealth they want it to be all in their family's hands so do what you want with that information but being married and having a family is the easiest way to to develop your wealth and that's just if you want to continue living mediocrely you know like that works on every level like do you know how many tax breaks you get just by being married and having a family and then throw in some land you get so many tax breaks just off of that concept alone but cardi b i was excited to see what she was i thought she was a real entertainer a real musician but she's not she did what she had to do to make money and that's i guess the biggest point that i'm realizing like you can be successful at anything you can make money out of anything i think cardi b would be a great actress you know i wouldn't be surprised if going forward she's like the rock you know i got into the scene through wrestling but made my mark through acting j-lo too she's a way better actress than musician her music is trash to me like garbage the only ones that i listen to by her are the ones with the, the song with ll cool j and the one with ja rule other than that i listen to shit by j-lo it ain't good but she's a great actress if you like rom-coms with the white man's savior you know i'm kidding i'm just at this point i'm just being i'm just digging just digging but no really she's a great actress so i think cardi b will probably eventually find her lane in that if just not being a socialite you know socialite can bring in money that's what an influencer is just a socialite 
Nicki Minaj is gonna always be my best. Can I tell you guys a secret? I don't really like super freaky girl like that. It's okay. You know, if it's on, I won't turn. But if it's on too many times in a week, I will turn. Because if you're Julie, I'm like, all right, I can't listen to this again. But I don't really like the song like that. It's it's just not my style. But also, I don't like the original Super Freak. Like, I don't like the original Super Freak song. I don't like the, the beat is what it is. Like, it's the... Hey, 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 she's a super freak, super freak, super freaky. Like, I hate it. Like, I hate the beat. I hate the beat. I hate the lyrics. So I don't like the original. And I think that's why I don't like Super Freaky Girl. Nothing to do with Nikki. I just don't like the original. But even with when Wild Thoughts came out, wow, wow, wow. I don't like the original song with that Carlos Santana and the, and the, the guitar. And what was the name of it? no i hate that song too so when wild thoughts came out even though it was rihanna dj khaled was cardi b on it i don't remember but all those people i didn't like it because i don't like the original so that was just a little secret i want to say i'm saying all that and going hard but there are still some nikki songs that i just like don't prefer but she is still an artist that I listen to on a daily. Like, she's an artist I listen to on a daily. Daily listen to her. Because she's really good. She's really good. And that's pretty much the only artist that I really, like, fuck with heavily. That I fuck with heavily. Because she's consistent. The other artists that I really like, they don't. they aren't consistent. They don't make music all the time. So, that's that. But uh, that was my little spill on, I guess, what, female rap, the music industry in in particular. Rumor has it that people are listening to more uh, streams, like podcasts or YouTube, than music at all. Um, Rumor has it that the the excitement and the hype of music has just failed. And that's why I think we're in a redevelopment stage. Like, it has to get really bad for it to get really, really good. And I think, like, life right now is already reprogramming and reshaping into something better. And this is just a limbo phase. And I think music will will eventually bring its hype back. It will bring its its sauce back. But right now, we just got to suffer with all... We got to give the mediocres a chance to shine because everybody deserves a chance so let's let this mediocre's run from what 2018 to now i think 2018 was the rise in terrible music and to today let's just give them their 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 flowers and then 2023 comes when we're all popping bottles hopefully we get some real contenders out there that's my statement All right, Viva fam, it's been real fun hanging out with you guys and chilling with you guys on this Sunday. I'm about to head to the pumpkin patch and you guys just enjoy your day, you know, last seasons of the year and enjoy your day. Enjoy the rest of your year because 2023 is about to come and be popping. Anyways, thanks for tuning in. Bye. Oh, wait, be sure to follow me on Instagram, bossypridaboots.co and TikTok. I am dot bossy proud of boots. All right. Bye.